Hello, FitFizz friends. Welcome to the FitFizz podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizzStudio.com, and I'm a personal trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease fighter, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. The information shared here is for educational and informational purposes only. None of the contents should be interpreted as an intent to diagnose, treat, cure, or prescribe. And if you have any serious health conditions, you should discuss those with your doctor. And now that that's out of the way, let's get on with the show. And today we're talking about energy vampires. What are energy vampires and How do you find them and how do you get rid of them? So whether you're doing the monster mash or a zombie dash, I think that a great majority of people are on an endless or seemingly endless quest to find more energy. And finding more energy is what allows us to take care of all of life's obligations and then still have enough left over to have a little bit of fun. So what exactly do I mean by an energy vampire? Who are your energy vampires? They are the people or things in your life who suck the energy out of you needlessly. And a lot of times it's happening without us even realizing it, unless you actually work to identify it and to address it. And energy vampires, they're attacking something that is a finite resource, right? We don't just wake up with endless amounts of energy at all times every day. It's kind of like money. The way you spend money, you have a certain amount of it and you allot it to certain things as you see fit. And it's best to try to take control of how you spend your energy like that as well. So everything in life is all about energy. And that's kind of where the whole idea of Fit Fizz came about too. If you think about Fizz in a glass or a bottle and you it's like little bubbles of energy, that effervescence that just kind of rises up and they keep going. New bubbles can appear out of nowhere. You've also probably heard of the law of energy where energy is neither created or destroyed. It simply moves from one form to another. And that's very true. Have you ever hung up the phone or walked away from a conversation or maybe a work meeting and just felt exhausted, like you could feel that it sucked the life out of you or the energy out of you, or maybe it was an emotionally heavy conversation. That was an energy vampire. So that's what we're talking about today. Start thinking about the things that you invest time in or people that you spend time with that don't leave you feeling fulfilled. Because things that leave you feeling fulfilled, those are not energy vampires. So right away, we know your VIP section in life, your family, your tightest circle of friends. They hopefully are not your energy vampires because they're worth investing time and energy in. And if you start thinking about what else you invest time and energy in, it might be people. It's probably your job. That's something that you have to invest time and energy in. And then also think about all of the extra things. Think about the time you spend on social media, the time you spend on other activities, the time you spend deciding what to eat prepare or preparing your food or what you're going to eat. Everything around food, that's a significant part of life, right? Because food is fuel 
whether you think of it that way or not, and our fuel creates the energy in our bodies. Um, if you think of the word we, what we know as a calorie, if you think of it in the scientific form, it's called a K-calorie or K-cals, and that actually, the definition of that is energy. So there are different types of people who will also feel energy in different ways. So we've all heard of introverts and extroverts, right? So introverts are people who lose energy when they're around other people. So that doesn't mean introverts see everybody as an energy vampire, but introverts do have to be more careful about who they give their time to, because if they're spending time with people, they're going to feel more drained than people who are extroverts. And extroverts feel more energized when they spend time with people. So, and that goes for whether it's one person, five people, or a room full of people, like a party, it's going to increase or decrease exponentially. Another type of person that's going to really feel the effects of being drained by energy more easily are empaths. Um, Empaths naturally absorb the energy or absorb the feeling from those around them. So if an empath is having a conversation with somebody who is feeling something intense, an empath will sense that energy and physically actually feel that feeling themselves. And another type of person who's going to be drained of energy much more easily than other types of people is somebody who is suffering from some sort of chronic disease or autoimmune disease. I happen to be all three of those. So I am naturally an introvert. I tend to feel an energy drain when I spend time around people. I am an empath. I feel the feelings of those around me quite easily. So I can feel an energy drain from that. And coming from autoimmune disease, and now I'm hopefully the worst of it is behind me, but I know that that is an extremely exhausting experience when you're in the thick of your autoimmune or chronic disease symptoms. You are basically running on no energy. You're like driving a car on no gas. So if you are familiar with any of that, it's more important to beware of energy vampires and to, if you if you are not an introvert, not an empath, or you're perfectly healthy and don't have to worry about disease, what you can do is be extra aware that you are on the great side of having an advantage to an advantage with energy being more on your side more of the time, but be in an, have an understanding that not all people feel that way. So if some of your friends would rather not go to a birthday party and you're an extrovert and you want to go because you gain energy from being around those people, it's good if you can be understanding and aware that somebody might not want to go. And it's nothing personal. It's just that they simply don't have that energy to expend. So for most of my life, I was a people pleaser. And to some extent, I'm, I still am. And I've, I'm really trying to work on those boundaries and not be such a people pleaser. I was the type who never said no to friends. I always did the extra things that friends wanted. I'd show up at all day or all weekend long events just because somebody wanted me to. I'd let people guilt trip me all the times into doing things that I didn't want to do. And 
it got to such a point that I had built up so much resentment that I never had time to do the things that I wanted to do for myself on my own terms. And I am absolutely certain at this point that a lot of that manifested itself into autoimmune disease, which in hindsight, I can see that. But as I was going down the path, I did not have the self-awareness to realize it. Two years ago at this time, when I was laid off, I was in the thick of autoimmune disease. My energy was virtually non-existent. I had no health insurance. I was trying to build FitViz. I was really blindsided with the harsh reality that I needed to build some concrete boundaries and I need to do it right away. Plus, being an empath and an introvert, it was all it's so draining. Like I don't even know the words for it. So if you think about batteries, they have a positive side and a negative side. And usually if you're trying to fit two batteries into a compartment, you can usually fit them in either way. They'll still go in there, but they'll only work properly when you determine what the positive side is and what the negative side is. You have to determine if the energy is going the right way for those batteries to work. As I mentioned, I had to draw some quick, concrete boundaries with people. I lost a lot of friends over it, which was pretty depressing at the time because I was going through a lot of scary things. But in hindsight, it had to be done. It made me so uncomfortable, and it still does to have to do it to people that I do care about, but they might not be my innermost VIP section. So for me, here's what some of those boundaries looked like. And it was how I learned to take care of some of my own energy vampires. And some of these examples might sound crazy to you, but I'm just kind of giving my examples to help start get your brain churning to think of what might work for your life if you find that you just have so much chaos, but you don't know how to rein it in to make enough space to even think clearly. So one of my biggest things, and this is still a battle because I'm still trying to find the right ways to get friends to understand. And I'm talking about friends who I care about, friends I've known maybe most of my life, but they don't quite get the point that I'm trying to make. And that is One of my boundaries, no Facebook inbox messages on my personal page. I have my business page. Obviously, that's for business. But I determined that was a massive energy vampire for me. So I had to change it. I did not have time or energy to dedicate to, I call it, for for short, I call it inbox playtime because that's what it was. It was people wanting to ask me business questions on my personal page. And to me, that's a disrespect for my business. Or it was things that just I simply didn't have time for because it was nothing important. And to some of you, might that might sound crazy because you might enjoy it. But for me, I had to draw that boundary. And it's been very hard to get people to take me seriously. And it's been tempting to just tell people off about it when they keep messaging me, but I've had to get okay with ignoring people because I, as a way to set those boundaries, I have to not let it happen. And once I learned to just, okay, I've told them two or three times, I cannot deal with my Facebook inbox and the messages keep coming. They're just going to have to wait until... 2025 when I can get to it. And um, it's hard and I feel bad and I wish I could make the time, but I know that it causes me so much stress and it robs me of time that I don't have. So it's a boundary that I had to draw. Another boundary I had to draw because an energy vampire for me was 
early text messages. My friends have had to learn that I don't have time for, well, I said early text messages, so I'll address that first. When I wake up and start my day, I immediately, I'm like, okay, in my head, I'm making all these lists. I'm doing this, this, this. I'm, you know, trying to stay on schedule to accomplish as much as I can. The last thing I need is for somebody to text me, which, what does that do? It technically just adds something to your to-do list, whether it's replying or remembering to reply, or you don't know if it's going to be a five-minute or a 10-minute or a two-hour back-and-forth conversation That's something that was an energy vampire. It stressed me out. I had to address it. I had to politely or sometimes a little bit impolitely, depending on who the person was, let them know that if you text me in the morning, you're not getting a reply because I've asked you to not text me in the morning and you keep doing it. So that's my boundary. And I know that a lot of people, again, this might seem harsh, but for me, that's what I've had to do in order to make my life more manageable. Another thing, texting is a big thing for me. Just the, it's, it's the overall incessant, unnecessary chatter, like the Facebook inbox and the texting. You know, a lot of my friends have had to find out that I do not have the time for just unnecessary texting back and forth, except for my my inner VIP circle. And I really don't text, I don't check my text messages more than a couple times a day because I am so focused on building FitBiz right now. Same thing. Another boundary is no more overscheduling. I really had to learn that when I barely had any energy to survive more than like an hour of function a day when I was at my worst about a year and a half ago. It really made me realize how much energy I spent on cramming my schedule full of things that were all for other people. And I had to put my health first. So I've learned no more overscheduling. You know, I'm there are not going to be any more weekends where I go train, go to a birthday party, go visit family, go on a date, clean the entire house, run errands all in a weekend. That's not going to happen. And I've had to say no to countless things with friends, but it's just had to be that way. So sometimes it's okay though. If you have energy vampires, we're, we all have energy vampires at one time or another, and we all have close friends or family that are going to need to lean on us at one time or another. And that's not necessarily an energy vampire. That's just being a good friend or a good person who is loving and caring and supportive. So there's a difference between the chronic energy vampires and someone who just needs someone to lean on. So it's important to differentiate that as well. If you have friends who are the type of friends who get mad at you because you're not going to attend a certain event or something like that, maybe it's time to take a step back and analyze why you're friends with them and why are they getting mad if you are putting your intentions first? Because I think that kind of thing happens more with women than with men. And I think it happens more with women in their 20s and 30s than as women get a little bit older with friends who get mad because you won't go to a certain event. But that's definitely something to assess and a place where you might need to draw boundaries before it's too late, before resentment builds up, because that's such an energy vampire. I get that drawing boundaries can be really, really hard for some people. But the key thing, as with everything, is awareness. So the more you work at it, the better it will get. And I get that my examples probably sounds crazy to some, but do what works for you. Another thing for me, another boundary I had to make was my sleep is non-negotiable, especially when you have 
health issues going on. You have to get your rest. And I've always been the kind of person who needed more sleep than other people. And I don't function well. So if you find that making time for others outside your VIP circle, I get it. You know, if you're a parent, kids have to come first. If you're married, your spouse has to come first. But all of the excess chatter, all of the social invites, those don't have to be a priority unless you really want them to, but maybe it's time to tighten up your circle. So what do you do if you've been struck by an energy vampire? You just need to come up with the plan that works best for you for the next time it happens. And the more you practice this, the more you, the better you'll get at it. So you have to identify the source. You have to determine if it was a chronic energy vampire or an incidental energy vampire, so if it's worth it or not. Actively create distance with whatever that unhealthy source was and reassess it. When you draw the boundary and create the space between you and the energy vampire, do you feel better? If you do feel better, then that was the right thing to do. Even if you feel a little bit guilty, it's okay. Reassure yourself it was the right thing to do. And keep giving yourself permission to keep creating those boundaries, especially if you came to the conclusion that it made you feel better. Now, what if you are your own energy vampire? Because that definitely happens and you should ask yourself that. If you're your own energy vampire, it probably comes in the form of negative self-talk. So the same thing would apply. You have to be aware and identify it, determine what's actually happening Create the distance or stop yourself from having those thoughts and reassess it. Congratulate yourself when you have attacked it and not let it happen. And notice the times that you nipped it in the bud and you felt better. And then again, you know it was the right thing to do if you do in fact feel better after that. So maybe sugar might be an energy vampire. Sugar or junk food might be an energy vampire because like I said, we all get our energy from food. And if you do struggle with sugar, this was mentioned last week, but if you struggle with sugar, it might be a great thing for you to take advantage of my totally free five-day flush the sugar fiesta, where you're going to get five days of emails from me with totally free coaching, and you'll get PDFs that cover actionable steps, alternative options, and handle your cravings. You'll get a ton of recipes and a five-day meal guide. You'll get access to the FitFizz Raw Energy Oasis Facebook group where you'll get lots of community support and you'll get to keep it forever. So anytime sugar becomes an energy vampire, you can start from square one and address that energy vampire. You can get it at bit.ly slash flush the sugar fiesta. Or you can also see the link in the show notes. And I hope you'll sign up and see that removing sugar is not an act of deprivation, but it's actually a way to increase your energy. So with all of that being said, I hope you found some helpful tips. Please subscribe and leave me a rating in iTunes. That would be super awesome. And thank you so much for spending time with me today. Work on setting your personal boundaries with the energy vampires in your life. And then be sure to celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.